There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes, joined by Titans beat writer Ben Arthur. How's it going, guys? It is going pretty well. Nice summer. Uh, nice summer we have going on. I guess it's like 90 degrees outside again. So it's starting to uh, slowly work its way back towards football season. Uh, and, and Ben, nobody dominates the NFL off the offseason quite like the NFL. There's always something to talk about, which we here do appreciate at Talking Titans. And this week, it's Julio Jones. Uh, it's probably been Julio Jones for the last couple of weeks, but I think it ramped up a little bit here in recent days. Um, I, I guess, Ben, just kind of tell us, you know, for people who don't know, kind of bring them up to speed and why should a Titans fan care about this? Yeah, so, I mean, basically where, where this has started um, is with, you know, the, the potential that, you know, Julio can, you know, maybe meet, the Falcons may trade, Julio Jones, you know, eventual Hall of Famer, you know, one of the best receivers in the league um, because of their cap situation. They're um, pretty much in, in salary cap hell. Um, you know, Arthur Smith, the new um, head coach, former Titans OC, and um, Terry Fontenot, the new Falcons GM, um, you know, are trying to get that cap situation under control. They've they've restructured some guys. Um you know, Julio's contract is, you know, a, a, a situation where, the, where they haven't done any restructure. And he's obviously, you know, a big cap hit for those folks in, you know, Atlanta. And so, you know, that that's kind of been a, a popular name, you know, to potentially be on the move. Um, and, and he obviously has the most value on that team in terms of guys they could potentially move. So that's kind of where this started. Right. And that was, you know, a couple weeks ago and it's kind of been milking a, li- a little bit. Um, you know, Titans have kind of been seen as, you know, a potential target um, even, you know, just a couple weeks ago, just because of the obvious need at wide receiver, you know, with Corey Davis gone and whatnot, but this really picked up yesterday. Right. You know, so, uh, Shannon Sharp of, you know, FS1's Undisputed called Julio Jones. I'm pretty sure this was planned. Um, you know, a lot of folks out there are saying, oh, my gosh, did he uh, catch Julio off guard and break, you know, the, the trust and whatnot? No, Julio definitely knew. Um, but, um, but yeah, he basically called him up on the show and, and said, you know, are you done, you know, with Atlanta? Julio's like, I'm out of there. And then, you know, he's like, you know, I want to go to a place where I can win and yada, yada, yada. And so that's kind of where all this is, you know, kind of picked up steam over the last uh, 24 hours. And, and again, you know, the Titans are seen as a potential landing spot um, and because of the wide receiver need. And, and if, if you're on social media at all, you've seen how um, Titans players <laughs> are really behind this idea. You know, we've seen AJ Brown a couple times, um, you know, put out, you know, uh, put out stuff that, you know, he definitely wants Julio in town. He, he actually posted um, an, an audio message that he left for Julio on Instagram, which was pretty funny. Um, Derek Henry as, you know, a guy who he's worked out with, you know, both Alabama guys, they've worked out together. Who uh, Derek Henry has said, you know, he wants Julio. 
Taylor Lewan has backed up that notion, Kevin Byard. So a lot of these guys on the Titans, you know, I've, I've, I've really voiced that they want Julio. And, and I'd say, you know, of the NFL teams, I don't know that there's another team that's had so many guys behind the idea, at least so publicly, like the Titans. And so now we're here, Gentry. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the short form of, you know, how we got to where we are. But um, but obviously, right, it's going to generate interest. And, and, you know, you mentioned how, um, you know, the NFL has generally done a, a good job of keeping itself relevant, you know, throughout the entire calendar year. But, but this is usually the time where there isn't as much going on. And, and the fact that I think that this Julio story has really been able to milk the last couple weeks and, you know, really ramp up with, um, you know, the, that call um, Julio had with Shannon Sharp on um, the Undisputed. What were your thoughts? I, I, I hope Julio knew. I, I, I probably agree with you on that, that, that it was planned in advance, but it was just that little moment at the end when Shannon Sharp goes, you're on the air. Like, like he was kind of just telling him at that moment. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, that, that was, it, that, that was kind of weird. Um, but look, I mean, Shannon Sharp is a, is a sharp guy, you know, and, and I don't think he, he'd compromise his integrity, his, the respect he's garnered with former and current players around the league just to, to break some news, you know, just to flex a little bit. And so, you know, obviously I, I don't know for sure, but, um, you know, it, it seems very unlikely that it, it was just like, <laughs> it just caught him off guard um, like that. Maybe the way that came across at the end was, but, um, but yeah, I think that's a very interesting, you know, kind of d- discussion point in terms of did Julio know or did he not know? Um, I think, I think you could also read a lot into that from the standpoint of Julio wants out of Atlanta. The Falcons don't necessarily want to trade him. And, and, and that's, that's what I kind of took from that is that I, I don't think Julio Full disclosure, I, I've covered Julio Jones for – it was about 14 years ago when he was a high school kid in Mobile. I worked for the Mobile Press Register covering Alabama where Julio committed and then played for two years. So I got to know him a little bit, and he, he's not – he doesn't crave attention. He's he's not a, a headache in the locker room. He's not a, a big ego guy. He's just not that kind of guy. And I, I think if he wants – out of Atlanta, I don't think it's it's a sign of a of a guy pouting as much as a guy that really does just want to win. I mean, he he won a national championship at Alabama, and I, you know, he got very close to winning a Super Bowl with Atlanta, but they're they're a little farther away from that now. And plus, you're in the situation where you've got a new head coach, new leadership with the franchise. That it, it would make sense that maybe now would be the time to do it, especially given the fact that. There's probably some desire from the Falcon standpoint to want to clear their books a little bit. And he, you know, it's, it's an expensive thing. I mean, you know, I guess spot track says a cap hit of $23 million this season for Julio. If he did come to the Titans, that would make him the second costliest player on the roster uh, behind only Ryan Tannehill and, uh, and by a, a pretty wide margin too. I mean, you got like Derek Henry's nowhere near that. And I, I if you're going to do that, that that's, it just doesn't seem to me like a move John Robinson would make from the way the way they've conducted business. They're steady as you go kind of operation. They don't usually buy into the impulse stuff. It's like I wrote yesterday, Ben. It it it's like I think it's a great idea to add Julio. I know the fans do. I, I know a lot of the players are saying that clearly on social media. 
but it is to me, it's like, we're all kids, you know, clamoring for a swimming pool and, and John Robinson's got to be the parental figure that says, nope, can't afford it. <laughs> and, and, and that, that really, I, I don't think the Titans, they would have, I, I don't know if it's impossible, but it would be really, really difficult. And as much fun as this idea is, I, I could I could be wrong, I guess, but I just don't see it happening. It would be very out of character for what the Titans normally do. Yeah, look, I think if, if you're the Titans, you don't do this move unless you believe Julio is the missing piece. If you think Julio is that one missing piece, I, I do think you make that move. Um, just because, you know, he, he is 32, right? And he did miss some games last year due to injury. But um, just that the, the caliber of, of talent he is, um, you know, what he could bring um, to a team. If you do believe, if, if you're the Titans, if you're J-Rob and, and those folks, if you do think he's that one missing piece, I, I do think um, you kind of take the bite, um, that short-term hit um, to make that move happen. But I think you look at the, the team, I, I don't think he is that one piece they need. And because of that, I, I don't think you do that move. Um, I, I do think there are some holes still. Um, and, you know, we, we, I think we, we both agree that this defense has improved and, um, you know, that they, they've addressed a lot of their needs, but they have lost some guys, particularly on, on offense. And to say Julio is that one guy to kind of get you over the hump, I don't think you can say that. So that's kind of my reason why I don't think you would do that move. And, and then to, to your point about it being possible or not, I, I think it is 100% possible. Like if, like if an NFL team wants a guy bad enough, they make it work. I think a lot of people can get caught up in, um, you know, oh, does, does, do we have the cap space? I mean, cap space can be created. I mean, that, that cap space is never, it, it's not, you know, always just this big barrier to being able to acquire someone that you really want. I mean, look at what the Rams did a couple years ago, getting Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I, I know the Rams have kind of been sitting in, you know, a shaky cap situation for, for a minute now, but um, it, when, when they got him ahead of the, the trade deadline in 2019, <laughs> I mean, they're a team that the bat, you know, not a lot of cap space, didn't have a lot of draft capital or that they gave up a lot to get Ramsey on top of the fact that they didn't have a lot of cap space and they made it work. Um, you know, if you want a player bad enough, you can make it work. Um, and I'm going to go, know, go back to right now. Go back to something you said in that, Ben, you said shaky cap situation for a while now. And the, the Titans want to avoid that. They, 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 uh, John Robinson put it to me in February. They don't like kicking the can down the road. I'm not sticking up for that approach. I'm just saying they seem to be more cautious than some other teams when it comes to this sort of thing. For example, last year we heard about Jadavion Clowney all summer. They eventually do it at a reduced cost because they waited him out, but it was only a one-year deal. And I think, you, you know, with Julio, it, it's, it, it would require restructuring at a level that would affect them for the next few years. I think that's what they would be hesitant to do. I think that's a good point, Gentry. But then also you have to look at your window of opportunity in the NFL, right? And, um, you know, I, I think we, we both agree that, you know, the Titans' opportunity to win is, is sort of now, right? You, you have – a running back in his prime in Derrick Henry, you don't know how much longer it's going to last, even though we know how 
you know, the, the way he's built and, and he's, he's built different than other running backs, but you, 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 you look at kind of the opportunity being now and just with, with the way Tannehill is playing, you know, a couple key other guys are being on rookie deals and whatnot. Um, and yeah, yeah. And, and again, your point is very fair, but I think if, if, if your window of opportunity in the NFL is, is, is open um, and it's only usually a couple years for, for a lot of teams, um, you know, I think th- there are situations where you, you make that swing and, and, and again, back to my previous point, I don't think, I, I'm not saying that the Titans should do this, right. Do it Julio Jones, because like I said, I don't think they're at a point where he's that one missing piece. I, I do think they're, they're a couple guys away, but I'm just, my point is that, um, you know, if a guy, if a team wants a guy bad enough, they can make it work. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, that should, you know, kind of be considered, but then, you know, you look at the, the need, like, I think there are plenty of cheaper options, right. And, and, and like you said, you know, the, the Julio name will, will grab attention, but I think there are other guys that are available, um, that if you're the Titans, it makes more sense, maybe, um, you know, fit wise, maybe money wise that you'd feel more comfortable with. And that also doesn't hurt you, like you said you know, kind of in the longer term, even Julio's teammate, Hayden Hurst, you know, a tight end um, that, you know, with, with the Falcons drafting Kyle Pitts, maybe he's expendable um, in the eyes of the Falcons that they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Maybe he's a guy you go after. Um, Golden Tate, veteran receiver, Tennessee native, um, still very productive in his early thirties, like Julio, but he's not going to, you're not going to break an arm and a leg to get him. Um, I think, you know, those kind of have to be considered as well. But um, again, like this is, it's just, it's fun conversation talking about, you know, could the Titans do this or, or, or won't they? But um, I mean, it, it's, it's dreamy, right? Imagining AJ Brown and Julio on the outside, thinking about how, you know, secondaries would kind of be lost trying to figure out what to do. And then if you're that defense, like, okay, maybe you go like cover two, maybe you try and take away that D ball, but then, okay, you also have Derrick Henry in the backfield. How are you going to account for all three of those dudes, right? Like having that receiving threat from every which way and that backfield threat. I mean, it's, it's a very cool thing to kind of think about and, and it's a kind of tantalizing thought to be honest, but. Um, uh, that That's where I might disagree with what you said. I, there I could probably count on one or two hands how many guys in the league I truly think could be the missing piece by themselves to get the Titans over the hump. And that dude might be one of them. Uh, he is as good a fit, not money wise, but he is as good a fit on the field as any player I think I could come up with in the league for what the Titans want to do that might be available. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that, that, Julio Jones you is a guy you do not trade, in my opinion. And the fact that the Falcons are about to do it, I think makes a heck of an opportunity for a team like the Titans that values a physical receiver more than anything else. One of the things that everybody got uh, so upset about when they lost Corey Davis was the fact that Corey was reasonably productive in the passing game, but he was very productive in the run game. He was a very good run blocker. He was respected as one of the better run blocking receivers in the league. And you'd see it. These long runs by Derrick Henry, you see what Corey Davis is doing down the field. 
in 2008 or 2009 at Alabama, Julio Jones wasn't getting a lot of receptions. His numbers dipped quite a bit, but Alabama was winning. They won the national championship that year, and Mark Ingram won the Heisman Trophy with Julio Jones blocking on the perimeter for him. He, to me, he's one of the most – he might be the most physical wide receiver in the NFL. And I think if you, if you put him on this offense, he is such a good fit in so many ways, but more than anything – because he he enjoys being a guy who is physical and and able to to create space for a guy like Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, a lot of receivers, especially really good ones like that, don't do that. He's a great fit for Tennessee in that way. Yeah, and 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 again, like I I actually agree with you on that point, Gentry. I, I think just what I'm what I mean is that. Um, you know, from from when when I say like maybe not a great fit. Um, what I mean is more of the um, the, the money, the, the financial um, point, um, you know, just are you willing to eat up that, um, you know, cap space to, to take him on? But but yeah, like you said, he is, you know, a, a, a tremendous talent and, and a guy who fits the profile of what the Titans like in, in a receiver. Like I've seen highlight videos of Julio just blocking you know, like as great as he is in receiving and he is great, you know, top, he, he's uh, number one in NFL history in receiving yards uh, per game. But then, you know, his ability to just finish a block is incredible. So, you know, when, you know, when you talk about him being, you know, potential complimentary piece to having other top star offensive skill players, I 110% agree with you. In, in that regard, uh, you know, when, when I said, you know, not maybe not the greatest fit, I just meant more in terms of money. And then in terms of, um, you know, him not being that one missing piece. Um, well, and and know, in I terms of like value but, over replacement, you make a good point with guys like Golden Tate. I mean, you can sign these guys to pretty bargain basement deals at this stage of the game and, and you can find other receivers on the market. Uh, Julio Jones is a little bit of a difference maker, but at $23 million, I mean, he better be. And that that's where I think, you know, it sounds like I think I'm in favor of the move probably more than you are, but I'm also more pessimistic that it's actually going to happen <laughs> because I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Titans doing this. I haven't the whole time. They just can't afford it. You're talking about a team. And, and I think the reduced salary cap situation is also an important factor in this for 2021. If you do this, you're taking it on for at least two years before you would have an out on his contract. And you would have, you would be making a gamble on the NFL bringing the cap back up next season to where it would have been on a normal trajectory. You don't know that. That's a gamble. No teams know that right now. So they just know that it went down this year. And I, I think that that has affected almost every team in the league, but it's definitely affected the Titans because I, I don't think. You know, I certainly don't think they would have cut two corners the way they did with Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson. They got rid of Dennis Kelly. They, they've they've made some moves this offseason that they probably wouldn't have made otherwise to cut costs. So this is yeah, this is a sign. To, this is a sign to me that they're very conscious of that right now. And you know, to bring on Julio, it's it's like say it's like a family on a budget. You know, going and buying a BMW. It's like you can't. It's it's great, and everyone would love to have it, but it's it's just not realistic to me. Of course, I you know what I say that, and everything could change after June first. 
somebody's going to get Julio. I don't think he's going to be back with Atlanta, but uh, you know who knows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like you were saying. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I mean, so, something's gonna happen, right? I mean, he's just he's a transcendent talent. Like someone is gonna do it, and, and maybe it's a team we, we don't expect, right? Like a team will. We're saying how you know the Titans won't do it because of their cap situation. I mean, a team will, you know, even a team that doesn't have cap space, maybe they'll make some moves, restructure some deals, cut some guys, whatever, to make it work because Julio is that great of a talent. So. You know, I, I don't think anyone doubts um, that that will happen. I think the timing of uh, a potential deal happening will be interesting because, you know, that post-June date is uh, – post-June 1 date is really key, right? Because then the Falcons can spread the, the cap hit, save, um, you know, a ton of cap space for 2021 if they trade him, um, you know, after June 1st. But that doesn't mean a, a trade is going to happen right then, right? I mean, this could go up until training camp. You know, it, you know, it, teams. You know, at this point, teams could just be looking to see, okay, what what do we have to work within OTAs and mandatory camp, and you know, um, let, let's just look at the guys we have, um, you know, right now, and then you know, who knows? Maybe potentially closer to training camp, maybe someone tears his ACL or an Achilles, and then maybe that, you know. Julio's value could go up, you know, closer to, to training camp or, or during camp, right? Maybe the Falcons, you know, haven't been able to get the kind of deal that they want, you know, right now. But if the guy gets injured closer to the season, maybe a deal happens then. So, you know, I think there's my point being is that, you know, a lot of things can happen um, just because the talk is heating up now doesn't mean it's going to happen like first week of June. We could be waiting late June, you know, into July. Um, to see if 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 a move is is going to happen. So um. uh, here here's what one thing we haven't talked about is how the team involved could affect the Titans. And I think a lot of the speculation that popped up originally between these teams had to do with the fact that Arthur Smith is now the head coach of the Falcons. Um, not only is Arthur Smith with the Falcons, but Dean Pease is with the Falcons. So what that means is you have each of the former coordinators, offensive and defensive, for the Titans under Mike Rabel only a couple years ago, in Pisa's case, and Arthur last season, who are now sitting there in Atlanta and have a much better understanding of the Titans roster than any other team in the NFL would have. So it's a situation where Dean Pease knows he likes Rashawn Evans. You know, Arthur Smith knows he likes Roger Saffold, whatever, you know, whatever names you want to mention and say, you know, maybe Arthur Smith was a guy who stood on the table for Darrington Evans as a draft pick last year. You don't, you never know who they could have in mind that they would really like with the Titans that could make this deal feasible from the standpoint of, okay, maybe the Titans give some salary back and they're not taking as big a hit. I also think one thing that could be possible is if Julio himself wants to restructure, he could have some leverage in all this by saying, I will redo the deal if I go here, but if I go there, I don't want to, I won't, you know, here's the team I want to go to. And I think there's something to be said. I, it would make sense to me that if Julio has a short list of teams right now, that the Tennessee Titans would be on it. There's, there's a lot of things about the Titans that checks and boxes for Julio and all this. And so 100%. I think, so I think if you're, if you're looking for ways that maybe, okay, here's how it could happen. 
those are two factors that I think are helping the, the Titans a little bit. And one other thing, like, it, let's say, you know, in, in a potential Julio to Tennessee deal, right? And it's, you know, for like a first, right? Like, can you really say that the Titans are, I mean, you know, a, a first round pick can, can be a, you know, bargaining chip um, just in terms of, you know, leverage, in terms of, um, you know, just all these kinds of things. But, you know, my, what, what I'm trying to say is, like, if they give up, if Tennessee were to give up, like, a one for Julio, is that really compromising their, you know, kind of future or short-term future or however you want to look at it? Because I wouldn't give up I a don't first. Know that- I, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't give up a first. I don't think anybody would, not when you're taking on that much money. No, I, I say that. I mean, maybe somebody would. No, but that, yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Maybe some someone will, but. Um, just kind of like in a theoretical, right? If if the Titans did give up one, you know, would be willing to give up a first, and you know there would be detractors saying, "Oh, well, you don't want to give up like your future." Well, you know, the, the Titans haven't been that great at drafting firsts. Fair enough, right? But, well, you know, okay, and, okay. Well, like Jeffrey you know, Simmons like, and you yeah, know. yeah, no, no. See, yeah, no. <laughs> see, that's my point. Yeah, like Conklin was great for four years, right? But then 2017. You know, I think we all agree Corey Davis was good, but I don't think he lived up to the expectations of being a, um, you know, a number five pick. Um, Adore Jackson was good, but not great. Um, I don't think anyone would say Rashawn Evans has lived up to expectations. Isaiah Wilson was a bust. I don't think we need to go any further on that. Um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons was, a, you know, is a star. He could be a superstar, you know, so, so they nail that out of the park. You know, Caleb Farley to be determined, but... You know, if if you want to stay like his best picks oh, were in like, the second never, round. Never, AJ Brown and Derrick Henry both second rounders. Yeah, and and you look at J. Rob's success. A lot of it is like second through fourth round. You know, like guys like Johnu Smith and um, uh, just kind of like day two guys. Um, it, it seems maybe early day three in in some cases, but you know, if you're the times is like is giving up a one that like the worst case you know, scenario in the world. I mean, you, you, you don't have the greatest reputation. Um, you haven't done the greatest job, I should say, drafting, you know, first round picks the last several years, um, you know, as kind of overall. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Um, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't know if the, the Titans would even consider giving up a one. You know, I think if, if a one was on the table, maybe Julio would already be on the move somewhere potentially. But um, just kind of in that theoretical where, you know, would the Titans give up a one? I, I, I'm just kind of saying, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world um, because, you know, they, they haven't had in the J Rob era, they haven't had a, you know, a, a, a first, first rounder play on, you know, being Tennessee for, for a fifth year. Right. You know, um, and, and Rashawn Evans just had his, you know, fifth year option decline and, you know, continuing that trend. So, you know, and, and you know, getting Julio, it's just for that short span of time for a couple of years, when, when you, you, when you, where you believe he's still going to be great, you know, those two, three years. And so, um, so I'm just kind of throwing that out there, you know? It's, um, yeah. I, I just, I think for the Titans again, I, I think it would go back to, to the money. Uh, th- this to me is, uh, it's an intriguing opportunity. And it's also one of those moments that you, if you truly believe you have the team to do it right now, 
um, and you just need this one little boost at a needed position, clearly, um, then you then you go do it. And you say, yep, okay, that, it, exactly. it's it's time to win now. If you truly don't believe that, and you truly stay away. <laughs> that's right. And I think, you know, we, we can maybe learn something about how they see this. So um, anyway, okay, that, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Ben Arthur, I'm Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. Talking Titans hosts at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean.